When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, my talkers, we're hanging out with Julia and Lori is here with us. Uh, one is in the studio, one is back home in their home in St. Paul. But I want to also start this hour off by giving our our uh, listeners a chance to win some tickets. How about that? Okay, yeah. sounds good. How about the seventh caller to 651-641-1071? And they will get a pair of tickets to The Importance of Being Earnest by Oscar Wilde at the Guthrie Theater. It starts tonight, Julia, correct, is the, the opening? It is. Yes, yeah. and it runs through October 15th. The tickets that you're going to be winning are for Friday, September September 22nd at 7.30 p.m. So like I said, the seventh caller to 651-641-1071 will get a pair of tickets. How's it going, guys? Well, I, that's a question for Lori. So I think this is so funny. So you're going to be in an echo chamber a little bit. I'm going to what? You sound an like... An echo chamber. And I'll tell you why. Oh, dear. It's even worse it's right worse, now, Lori. Yeah. yeah, but that's okay. It's Keep good. talking. Keep talking. I, Just get all closer right. to the mic, Lori. That's Come, all. Get really all right, close I'll, to the mic. I'll, I'll can do this. That's way better. That's yeah. better. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, the, the expression on your face, Julie, that people can't see right now is pure <laughs> annoyance. Okay. Just if I can paint the picture with some words. <laughs> I'm not even looking at you. I'm trying not to. It's fine. Right, let, me, let me paint where I am, though. Okay. Because it was Casey just texted me out of the blue at, at like 2.35. 2, <laughs> and said, I just tested positive for COVID. I didn't tell and, anyone I I followed HIPAA rules. Okay, thank you. I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm outing them, but anyway, so I just went home in kind of a hurry, but I didn't get a long enough cord for the thingy that plugs in the thingy that makes me be on the air. A microphone and a computer is what she's talking about for people okay, in the real the world. Thingies. <laughs> and Julia, I'm in the hallway on the second floor with all the doors closed a Viking blanket on the floor under my ironing board, which is my studio desk. If I could iron right now, I'd really be in heaven. And um, there's a really, big that would be the, <laughs> There's a huge staircase there that I'm afraid for you. Oh, yeah, and my back is to it. I can't tell you how my fight or flight instinct <laughs> is not to be sitting this way. <laughs> I'm telling you, it is. It, there's always something challenging around here, and I'm just now today when you're like Casey tested positive, I'm like go home, and you're like really should I? I'm like yes, yes, <laughs> yes. But I tested negative, and I will test again tomorrow. And here's the funny confession I'm going to make about Casey and I and our sleeping arrangement. I may have alluded to this in the past, but because of his torn shoulder from his accident all those years ago, he can't, we can't sleep 
shoulder to shoulder, head to head. He sleeps at the foot of the bed mm -hmm. with my feet in his face and his feet in my face. Sometimes that yeah. happens. And this is because he's a shoulder side sleeper, right? Yes. Okay. And, and one side it hurts too much to lay on. Okay. And there's not room, but there's room if he lays down <laughs> at my feet. <laughs> so we have not been breathing on each other, nor have we had any sexy napping okay. since we got back from Paris because he hasn't felt Great. He probably got it on the plane. I don't know. Well, it's funny because you guys told me, you told me that you, well, first of all, it's, it's going around everywhere right it now. Is again. Everyone's yep. talking about it everywhere. So people just beware. And I was thinking I've got a big tennis party, but I'm like, oh, I don't want to get this. Um, right. But, um, and I don't want to go back to this either. So I don't want to live no, that no, way. Either. I'm, you know? I'm just waiting to get my vaccination. I, 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 I really, you but know, you're up to date get... with all the other stuff. I mean, right? I am up to. You're date. fine. But you guys, you said Casey's really stringent about this. Is that you guys wore max masks on the jetway, and then wore them on the plane until takeoff when the filter system so start working. So it's yeah. really it's kind of interesting um, because you really were diligent. But this, you know, it's just there. He has asthma. Yeah, I know. He's more My bully dog is more susceptible. I know. Um, he looks like a strong man, but he does have asthma. So, you know, maybe you just are like, the, you know, that's what they've uh, always said. Yeah, you know, a little susceptible. bit more susceptible. Well, moving but on. Anyway, I'm really enjoying my hallway um, studio, and I'm sorry I can't make it more soundproof. Um, we will by tomorrow. We'll figure it out. No, I think I'll be, I think I'll test negative. I'll be in tomorrow. And if not, I'll have a longer cord thingy <laughs> so that the two thingies will be plugged in and I can sit at a, in an enclosed room. <laughs> the thingies about the thingies. Oh my gosh. It's so funny. And she is holding this very heavy mic up to your face and you just have to do it, Laurie, because it sounds so much better. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm real You're happy. You're going to work on your arms today. Exactly, Julia. I need to form some pickleball muscle. Okay, so you are way ahead of me in no, the muscle department. So it's interesting because last time I was playing with some friends that um, don't play as often as some of the other groups I'm in for pickleball, and one of the women was kind of like you, Lori. You know, I don't want to hurt anything. I'm feeling so great about where I am physically right now and everything that's going on in my life, and was nervous about hurting something. And I get that because you kept talking about, you know, you're nervous about hurting something and people, you know, need to do stretches. You really do. That's one of the things. It looks like it's so easy, but the guidance for anybody who's going out and doing this for the sport, because there's fast twitch movement where you, you do have to run to get to a ball, be right. it not as far as a tennis court, but you do need to stretch out your inner thighs, your Achilles, your calves your legs to make sure you're okay. But Lori and I were doing a little pickleball play in the studio in our double line yesterday. Julia, I gotta admit you were slightly impressed with my excellent hand-eye coordination. And I kept saying that didn't go over the net. That didn't go over the net. But, but we'll we see. Were, you were testing the hand-eye. I'm excited. I like the, I, and the we're gonna, I, I passed. Yeah, we're going out on Saturday for our first tryout to see how you do. Yeah, I, I aim to please you. I hope so. Mother master. <laughs> Listen, we got to win. I saw the cute logo for the project down in dirty pickleball. And I'm like, we, we got to win. Larry. 
we got this. Okay, so a couple things that happened today. You wanted to tell us about a notable obit that you thought, a person that you thought we should all know about. Can you do that and hold the microphone at the same time? Oh, yeah, I can. And, you know, <laughs> you also know who he is. And he passed away um, last week, but Mohammed Al-Fayed, oh, Dodi. who was the father of Dodi Al-Fayed, who was he, the boyfriend of Princess Diana, and she was right. with him when she perished. They both perished. Mm-hmm. That's right. And he passed away at the age of 94, and he led a very, very colorful, interesting life. He never got over the death of his son. Mm-mm. And he he is he owned Herod's. In London. He's, he's an Egyptian boy, and he started out selling fizzy drinks at the docks in Egypt, and he ends up being one of the richest uh, men in the world. He owned the Fulham Football Club for many, many years, and he saved that that uh, football club. And he was just kind of uh, an extraordinary guy. His first wife was the sister of Saudi millionaire arms dealer Adnan Khashoggi. Khashoggi. Okay. Who employed him in his import business that gave him all these new connections. And even though the marriage didn't last more than two years, Mr. Al Fayed went on to start his own shipping business. And then in 1966, he became an advisor to one of the world's richest men, the Sultan of Brunei. Oh, my word. Just even saying that, I just feel like the Sultan of Brunei. We've had stories about him. Mm-hmm. And he moved to Britain in 1974, and five years later, he and his brother brought the bought the Ritz Carlton in Paris for 20 million dollars, and then they took over Harrods in a vicious bidding war with this mining conglomerate group out of London. And so he, people were very, you know, like they didn't like that he owned Harrods, but he owned it for many years. But it was. Um, from the Ritz-Carlton, which the family still owns, that Dodie and Princess Diana got in the car, left. With the know, five minutes later, That's how close Pont Alma is, crashed and, and killed. And he never recovered. He became somewhat obsessed with the speculation about the, the death. He he tried to become a British, in, British citizenship. He never was able to. And... In 2010, he sold uh, Harrods, and um, he was just a very significant person in, in British life and history, and just kind of a, a real, real force of nature, kind of a, a guy. And he just passed away, and he, he was 94. Yeah. Um, and if you go to Harrods in London, and I don't know if it's still there, Lori. It I mean, is still okay. there. I looked it up. There's a monument to Dodi Al-Fayed and Princess Diana and they have the oldest escalators there that are still, one of them is still a wooden escalator. And I don't know if it was made by Otis, um, but <laughs> they are elevators and escalators, but it, um, yeah. and right up on a landing of one of them is a tribute. And I feel like they're bronze figurines, maybe? Figures? Yeah, it was like their hands were intertwined. Yeah. Something and there was, people could wish, but yeah, I guess he never recovered and he finally acquiesced that it wasn't some hit on Diana by the royal family, but he, he, he pursued every avenue of trying to figure out what happened. Right. And yeah. he had a hard time accepting 
that it was just an accident. Yeah. I th- yeah. I, yeah, you can see that and leaving his mm-hmm. hotel and everything. Right. You know, and maybe it was one of his drivers. I mean, there's a lot of things that you could feel maybe obsessed and guilty over. And that was right. just so tragic because it didn't. Again, I mean, if anyone was wearing a seatbelt, this would be a completely different story in right. that accident. I mean, that's just crushing. Well, right. thank you for reporting from the second well, floor that, deck yeah, that, in St. Paul. <laughs> from, from the I hallway, feel, I from feel the like ironing we're board, at a ball game. The very uncomfortable stool. That was color commentary <laughs> from the ironing board. Um, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we've got random thoughts. All right, gang, here's the deal. We love learning our ex, and um, we love everything that they do for people. And more and more studies have been coming out about how people are a little bit more um, just not so savvy because they don't read books anymore and reading newspapers and reading things and everything comes in short blurts and this and that. And English has gone off the, you know, deep end. And we just want to know if, you know, reading is something that is so good for you and so wonderful for you and it, it's necessary in your children's life and if at the end of the third grade they're not proficient and up to speed really their learning journey is going to be so difficult i just say call learning rx today they have seven metro wide locations they have an assessment that'll blow your socks off and it's 50 percent off when you mention us Lori and julia that's learning rx check them out today you know, I saw this story the other day. Did you ever notice that? You know, sometimes I wonder what would happen if... And now, Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. That's all it is. It's my random. F- it, my friend, I, I don't see you. Are you still there, Lorene? <laughs> We're telling her to get a bunch of books. I think she's there, but I'll just keep talking I, in case I she's am. not... Oh, oh, she's she's pulling up a picture of somebody and showing me. I can't see Rima. Right oh, well, thank you. He can come up later in our show. Right now, it's time for random thoughts. I, you're too much. You're you're showing me the littlest picture because you're on a screen the size of my pinky fingernail, and you're putting together a picture on of, your cell phone. Of, on your cell phone, I can't see a thing. I could see some abs. Oh my god, you're funny. He's got okay, some abs. So here's the deal. Um. You know, this was on the machine, and then something else was on the machine. And if you just wait for long enough, complete stories will come out you from <laughs> our machine. Um, and here's a little Vincent Van Gogh fact. Um, he did not start painting until he was 27 years old. He died when he was 37 years old. Oh. And in those 10 years, he finished 860 paintings. Wow. On average, he did one painting every four days. Oh. And only one of them sold was while he was alive. Wow. So if you think of Starry, Starry, Starry Night and the... the Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Brush strokes of the wheat fields and all of his stuff. You think, how could someone do that in four days? But he was all in. He was all in when he Clearly, was in for yeah. 10 years. 800, how many? 800? 860 paintings wow. in 10 years. Wow. So this story just came across today, Lori, about the Indiana Jones of the art world and who recovered a stolen Vincent Van Gogh painting. This is awesome. And it's a Dutch man. And if you've listened to Steve and, and Donna, um, Lori, where do Dutch people live? <laughs> The Netherlands. Yes. It, they were so funny <laughs> because Old Dutch was their stage sponsor and they kept wanting an Old Dutch man to come up and talk to them. But what's your favorite cottage cheese, Lori? Old Home. Old, old Home. <laughs> Related to Old Dutch sour cream and onion potato chip dip, which I love. That's right. Okay, so Indiana Jones helped the police track down a stolen Van Gogh painting. And it was called the Parsonage Garden at Noonan. It dates back to 1884, and it was stolen from the Amsterdam Museum in March of 2020. The thief was caught a year later, but the painting was never found. Hmm. But Arthur Brand, the Indiana Jones of the art world, uh, who generated worldwide reputation, he, he does this. He finds lost pieces of art, says he got a tip from a source in the criminal world, um, and managed to track down the painting, which was stuffed into a blue ikea bag hmm. now those bags are so huge and plastic i don't know if they still use the same bags that they those used to back big. in the day those are big i mean yeah. we use them for ducks for duck blinds at our house i mean uh-huh. they're so big wood i used to carry wood with them yes they're <laughs> so big yeah. the painting is valued more than six million dollars the recovery is one of the greatest moments in indiana jones arts recovery life and um it's just kind of a good story, and because when art is stolen, there's still this famous art gallery, Lori, in Boston. Remember that they went in and they stole the Isabel Gardner Museum. That's it. I knew you would know it. Are you just going to put your microphone up when you want? <laughs> is that what we're going to do? Okay, just put it up to your face so I know you can talk to me. Is it? She needs I'm to. Right here. Someone needs to go over to Lori's house and, and hold, hold her microphone. Mic. It's heavy. It's a heavy <laughs> microphone, heavy. and yes. she's on an ironing board in a hallway on a stool on top of the second floor <laughs> stairs. <laughs> you can see the stairwell behind her. Oh. You can't make it up. I knew you would know that museum, but they still have never recovered any art from that. Really? And it was tons, millions, and millions of dollars, and it just kind of happened like that. And someone cut it. It was. The security wasn't up to par is what I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm guessing, yeah. yeah. It's what I'm thinking on now. The one. interesting part for me when you steal art is, is once you have it, there's a value dollar there, but how do you sell it? Well, it's a one of a kind and something knows that it's stolen. I mean, obviously there's a, uh, you know, an underground world of stolen things that get sold, but it just seems to me like it's like, I would rather just steal cash if I'm going to steal something. If you have a choice. That's true. If you have a choice. Lori, what would you take? Cash or uh, I don't want to be a thief at all. <laughs> well, I mean, if you were a thief, you'd then you'd be a murderer. Would be your next step. Oh, there you go. Oh, okay. It's the gateway. It's, it's the, the gateway, gateway drug. It's the gateway <laughs> drug. Okay, I get it. 
Um, so anyway, I just, you're right, Grant, about that because, so now you have the stolen piece of art. Who wants it? Yeah. But I'm sure people could just put it up in their homes. No, this is why this guy got it back because someone has it and they would be fined millions of dollars, possibly go to jail. So it's in their best interest to just negotiate the release. Oh, so someone may have bought, yeah. To this guy who will then, you know, get it onto the police and say, yeah, I don't know who contacted me. Because ah. the police can't have their hands, they can't make that kind of a deal. So he's like a thief broker of art that can't be sold. Got it. That makes sense. So they pay him money for it to get it back. They don't pay him money, but he no the thieves. Yes, I mean yeah. the they don't want it. It's the guy who had it. It was too hot to handle because no one wanted to touch it. Yeah. It's too hot, too hot. All right, now, mm-hmm. this is something that's come up from time to time on our show, Lori. And um, and I don't know, our invites don't come in like they used to, to in- invitations to go to naked dining um, establishments. <laughs> I think once we hit a certain age, people are like, ah, we don't want them anymore. But so this is called a feud. F, is it Uppsala or what are the two dots on top of a U? Yeah. Uppsala? Yeah, it's an Umla. Umla. I call it an Uppsala, of course. Yeah. It's well, called Uppsala would have a umlaut. Umlaut, that's what it's called. Umlaut. Umlaut. So it's the few dining experience. And it was billed by the New York Times as a naked vegan dinner party with a bunch of strangers. Yeah, I I don't want to sit. I don't want to look at anyone naked eating. I barely like it if they have their clothes on, depending on how they eat. Well, this is a very true statement. But I mean, that people the people still try to push this. So, but it's expanding. Um, the founder Charlie Ann Max has hosted around forty of these feud experiences in L.A. since last April. She mm. also facilitates these events in other metro. Uh, metropolitan cities like London, Paris, Berlin, and San Francisco. And she charges diners to strip down in a liberating space um, for the most pure experience of themselves in the fluid through plant-based cooking, art, nudity, and self-love. I don't know. No. I don't know. What if you got invited to one of these, though, by someone so fabulously gorgeous? Great point. Maluma invited you, Lori. Mm-hmm. Maluma's body invited you one of these things. Would you go? She's not even talking. She, we lost contact with her, and she's frozen now. She is frozen. This That's is okay. so. This, this is, is so much fun. This is I a love great my day. job. <laughs> I really and do. She's gone. There we go. Well, anyway, if you get invited to a feud uh, dinner, I want you to send me a note. <laughs> Don't take pictures, <laughs> but I want to know if the food was good. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, it might just be Julia and Graham. We'll we'll, see what happens. This is my talk. Okay. Hey, everybody. It's Julia here for MSP Airport. I just made my holiday travel trips for two different trips. I'm super excited. But one of the great things about our airport is, A, it's rated number one airport in uh, the country. And B, it's just there's so much to do there. So if you get to the airport early, enjoy yourself before you go. Fabulous shopping, fabulous dining experience. Maybe you're just too busy in your regular life to get out to some of the great restaurants we have in the Twin Cities. Guess what? Many of them are at the airport, and you can check them out there. But one of the best things that MSP does is they have MSPAirport.com. 
this is a website and you can get it as an app where you can pre-book your parking to take all the stress out. They have parking for all different types of lots, whether your car's a plug-in, you're traveling with uh, kids and families and old people and you need more help, or just the basic lot, whether out of what Terminal 1 or Terminal 2, they've got you covered. Check out MSPAirport.com. Well, fun news, everybody. Um, We have... um, Lori's decided to turn her microphone around the right way, so now she gets... (laughs) I'm ready to wring your neck. I mean, if you were here... I don't think you'd be alive. She turned her microphone around the other direction and realized... It sounds so much better. I just barely... I can barely handle you. Julia, okay, in my defense... There, you don't get to have any. Listen how that sounds now. It's No, no tin. It's gone. Oh, Lori. (laughs) I was talking, and I thought, you know, this doesn't look like I remember it, but the last time I used this microphone was a year ago. I was in Hawaii. Two years ago. It was a year ago, because remember, Casey had to go find me. Oh, a new one. And now Brittany has the little compact. It's like the... uh, you know, purse vibrator of microphones. Oh, lovely! Nice description. And this, I want you to. I want you to fashioned one. Okay. The I one thing it. we're going to do some on-air production before we start this segment. All you're doing, it's in the right place. Just turn your knob down a little bit because it's a little hot. And now let's go on with the segment. I know we don't like to do on-air production, but we have well, to. Maybe there. I don't need to hold it so close. There you go. Perfect. There you go. All right. Welcome to Radio 101. There we go. We're this new stock station for women. That's how we started, remember? We're real-life conversation. Hey, here's something kind of fun tomorrow. Um, We have some really hot giveaways, Lori. I don't know if you know these. And what's so funny about all this production stuff is for the last, oh, month, my headphones don't work, so I can't even hear you know that mm-hmm. my headset doesn't work, Laurie. So you've I, told us you've told us daily, but it never gets fixed. <laughs> it never gets fixed. It still doesn't work. Um, so, uh, anywho, Adam Sandler's Andy. coming to town. All these people now are going to go on the road, and he's yep. coming to town doing a comedy show. And I would really like to see him. It's Sunday, mm-hmm. November twelfth at Target Center, mm-hmm. and all day tomorrow we're giving away a pair of tickets on every single one of our shows, starting yes. with Jason cool. Alexis, Don and Steve, Bradley and Don, and then us. That's awesome. And it'll be interesting if Julia Cobbs is the winner of on the Lori. <laughs> I feel like I need to win something. So that's tomorrow. We're still giving away. Um, the uh, tickets to the importance of being earnest tomorrow. We've got that. And coming up next week, we've got some Olivia Rodriguez oh. tickets. And there's some things about some tickets being on sale for $20. And there's some sign-up things. I really think if you really want to go to that concert, that's going to sell out. It is. And you need to go to Excel and find out what you need to do to be in the best position you go to um, Olivia Rodrigo's website, website to figure out yeah, how just you go right to her. She'll direct you where how you do the verified fan thing. Yes, because you're going to need to do it. I think we're going to have a T Swift, not to the level, and I don't mean to diss T Swift at all, but it's going to be. How is that a diss? Well, she's pretty hot, and I think a lot of people are going to go. Yeah, I mean, you two, they can both be in the world. They're in the world together, but we can't be in the same room. Okay, I Lorraine. can't believe you're not laughing about me I can't. the microphone I backwards. You, I, I, Julia. I forgot to tell you my morning. Um, so when I came into work, I was already had a headache beyond. Oh, oh, and, no. then, and then all this. So anyway, Lori. Are you saying I've added to your headache, little friend? Oh, no, not at all. Not at all. 
Um, hey, I'm going to Paris tomorrow for a week. <laughs> it's gonna be you're gonna love it I because think the so. weather has changed. It's no longer hot. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. How is Paris hot? Okay. So dancing with the stars, you know, we yesterday we found out the thirty-two cast members, and half those people are the dancing cast, yes. and the other half are the, you know, celebrity cast. But Sharna Burgess, who is, did she marry? Yes. Well, she's with Brian Austin Green. He was her assigned celebrity. Yes. And they've been together. And I don't. They have a baby. I I think they got married and had a baby. I think so. I know they have a baby. I don't know if they got married, but they're together. But she's coming back this season. And for some reason, she's talking. So what is she saying, Laurie? Well, she she has a podcast. I mean, of who course. doesn't have a podcast now? Mm-hmm. But um, it was her very first episode of her podcast. And she was talking about, um, it's called Oldish. And she recalled having a dance partner who was really difficult to work with when she returned to ABC in 2020 after a two-year break. I wasn't able to be in the room alone with him after the first couple of weeks because of things that happened. And so that was rocky and we were eliminated very quickly. She doesn't name him by name, but her first dance partner when she came back was Jesse Metcalf, who was the hottie Gabriella on Desperate Housewives. And he's never he was really a had more. much of a career since. He well, really? John Tucker. Yeah, John Tucker Must Die. That was a cute movie, though, I have to admit. It was. It was a really cute movie. But since that, I mean, he really, his career, he had, he looked good. He sounded good. I don't know. He his... was real awkward. Don't you remember us kind of laughing about how awkward their dancing was? It was, it was different. Yes. I wonder what happened. She didn't go on to say. Well, when you don't but... feel safe in the room with someone, it's either they have horrible breath. No, she said, I wasn't able to be in the room alone with him after the first couple of weeks because of things that happened. So he kept getting inappropriate boners. Absolutely. That's what I was just going to say. <laughs> there was a stick and between the two and she it didn't stop. So she was uncomfortable. It never stopped. So he, it must have hit him hard because... Here's what his rep told page six. If she is referring to a time where our client, Jesse Metcalf, worked with Ms. Burgess four years ago, the only recollection was that they didn't get along. Vague insinuations are not only reckless, but also irrelevant. So that he, that, He's pissed. I mean, they're they're mad that the insinuations we can all read between the line of the soft pants, high waisted pants that he was wearing. He and he might have also said inappropriate things. To yeah, they like, probably you know, tried to hit and, on her, and she wasn't into it. Yes. Yeah. So I, the way he's fighting back with these words makes me think it's completely. You know, we it's completely true. He was, you know, kind of a dancing pig. Oh, I'm going as a partner. Yes, you know. Well, you want to know? There's a lot of trust. You've danced. Oh, you have to. Your partner, David. My partner, David. I've danced with him twice. He was so lovely. You felt very comfortable. I felt safe. He was right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you have to feel safe because in some of the swings and twists, they have to catch you, and you have to trust them because you're being dropped to the floor. 
And we always had breath mints. Yes. Always. I mean, they have dishes and dishes of mints. I really did. But that is, it's a dancing like that kind of dancing. You have to trust your partner because you could fall on the floor and hit your head. Jesse would have been better off saying nothing. Absolutely. And this wouldn't have even, because I don't even know who this person is that's even talking, really. Right? You mean Shana? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's Sharna. It's Sharna. Sharna, I mean. Um, Yeah, I don't know. But she's been on the show for at least 10 years. But everyone forgot him because they were off on Disney Plus last year. No one remembers who's who. Exactly. Jesse, oops. Oops. What else you got? I'm going to have you lead. Oh, okay. Lead from the hallway. Emily Ratajkowski, this is good news for anyone, really. She's willing to date anyone who wants to take her to dinner. And I'm just wondering why she would need to say that. Because she's broke and she wants to eat. (laughs) Julia, she's not broke. Okay, well, how do you know? First of all, she wore this... um, she went to um, Joanne's Fabrics and got some green see-through. Um, oh, her VMAs. Yes, see-through kind of fabric that she twisted. Everyone's done this with a scarf in their life where yes. you twist it around your neck, you put a twist in front of your neck, you wrap it around your boobs, and you go back up. And then and, she and, and your boobs look like um, drooping um, if it's... Because it never the really old goblets, great. the old yeah, they, goblets, they look like goblets that used to be red, and they'd have this the, this this wax kind of netting around it, and they'd sit on tables, and they just look like goblets. Yes. And then she went out, and they, she introduced someone grand on the VMAs, <laughs> and they're like, "And Emily Ratatowski, and we only see her, we do not hear her." Yeah. So there's such a disconnect, and she, she goes, "Has a podcast." Well, mm-hmm. whatever. Everyone right. has a podcast. I know. But By the way, that she does have a, a podcast that does pretty well. Do you listen? <laughs> I don't, but I'm not the measuring stick. Well, who, she gets paid, and she's one was one of the early adapters. Okay, well, back to the how she introduced the person, and thank you for verifying that you're close friends with her. Um, <laughs> Emirata and I are tight. I we can see that. And you must have sewn her skirt that she wore with that green top the other night. You um, know I would never do that. <laughs> too lazy. You're too, too close to the, ho- to the microphone. Okay. There we go. Anywho. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> if it, oh, I just... I shouldn't have come to work today. Hey, you know what? We're getting through it. We're getting through it. I think it's... Now you're doing funny things. <laughs> I'm trying to make you your scowly face. That's oh, perfect. It, it, but here's the thing with Emily, who apparently is an extremely successful podcaster and an early yes, adapter. And a model. And a model. And... um. But when she went out and introduced someone at the VMAs, I mean, we had such a high energy, fun atmosphere going. And she comes out. And I'd like to introduce our next performer. It is. Yep, I'm with you. And it just brought the room down. And I thought, well, she's not high energy. She's just a podcaster. Well, she also does a lot of calling the paparazzi and taking photographs and making money that way. Because she's always in, you know, she's always paparazzi. Scantily clad. That's a f- and then Insta, she gets, she's a paid influencer on Insta. Big and time. she's not influencing anyone for voice lessons. No. No. <laughs> not going to be getting many calls for voiceover talent, that's for sure. 
I would I'm agree. I'm such a bitch right now. No, I, I honest to God, you're not at all. I, she's I'm here great. for it. I'm here for <laughs> it. Too. All, right. Yeah. all right, we're going to talk about Hammernix in just a second. So stay with us, people. We love Hammernix Flooring Solutions, and you will too. And who did I just talk to last night? Someone who's like, oh my God, we're so excited about all the stuff that's happening in Hudson. And Hammernix just opened up over there. And if you live on the east side of town or eastern uh, Wisconsin, what a great new location for you. And when you go to the flooring superstores that Hammernix has, there there's so much natural lighting. So you really can see the textures and the colors of all the different... Um, LVP, which is luxury um, vinyl um, plank flooring or of the natural wood flooring or the carpetings. And they have excellent design people there to help you with all your needs, residential, commercial. They are so fabulous. They give you upfront great pricing, no hidden pricing. You're going to love Hammernick. So what are you trying to say? All right, Lorene, microphone in the right direction. I got a nice text from a friend that said, um, two Dixie cups and a string might work better. <laughs> if you're just joining us, Lori's in the stairwell at home on an ironing board. Um, and a very uncomfortable wooden stool. Oh, shoot. I'm so sad that you're uncomfortable. But you know what? The microphone's now turned in the right direction an hour and a half in. I love you, Lori. You make me laugh. Okay, Sierra uh, bursts out laughing when asked about co-parenting with her ex-future. Yes, because vacation daddy, which is who future is, he just probably sees the kid for just like a few fun things. He lives with her and Russell Wilson and their kids, and future's fine with it. And she she's fine with that, but she couldn't help but laugh because she's co-parenting you know, daddy. Co-parenting really is a strong word for vacation daddy. And yes. who is future with Laurie? I don't know if he's in a who he's in a relationship. I I've, I don't I've not I can't remember. Him, but isn't but, Sierra um, pregnant again? She is. Yes. Yeah. Yes. She's she's gorgeous. She She's, and Russell Wilson are making some beautiful babies. Oh, yeah, she and Future have a gorgeous kid. Yes. Okay. Um, let's see here. Um, Al Pacino, 83, and his, we're calling it a girlfriend, uh, Noir El Lafala, 29, enjoy a night, uh, date night after uh, she files for custody of the baby. Well, okay. So then that makes me think it must be some kind of a legal thing because of his age and he's agreed to it but please keep you know going out with me and screwing me once a week or whatever the needs however the needs are being met and I'll set you up for life but yes I understand you need to legally have full custody because I'm not going to be any good to you right we and did so this is their agreement this is all right the agreement is working um, what do you think yeah, I did the math of, um, you know, when his child's 18 and he's 100 years old, you know. Yeah. I just think it's silly. But She wants to make all decisions, well, you she, know what I mean? Well, it's he's not going to be around. Yeah, it's a legal yeah. thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just think it's really weird to consider having a baby with an 80-year-old man. But back to the, let's go back to the headlines. Well, Julia, think about, you know, here's, here's 
you know, forty grand a month, three million dollars. Right. I don't know. Whatever. No, it is. forty grand a month or something. I I suppose I could consider it. Yeah, I really couldn't. But wouldn't it be nice to just start out each month before you're paid with forty grand tax <laughs> after taxes? I'd be like, just oh. ask Kevin Federline. Yeah. I, yeah, no kidding, no kidding. Okay, The View host, Whippy Goldberg, faces outrage from fans after randomly asking stunned co-star Alyssa Farah Griffin if she's pregnant live on the air and saying, you have a glow. Are you pregnant? Um, I saw this. I saw this, and I'm just going to say that I think I think Whoopi is does not really want to come to the view, even though they've never <laughs> employed WGA writers. I, I feel like she's, she's like torn about being there every day. She seems, she, she seems extra tense to me and she's been blurting more things. And that was a thing that she blurted. And I think fair has talked about like maybe trying to get pregnant or I don't know. It's just, it's a, it's a, it's a, un, it felt like, she just seems like she's got one foot in the view studio and but one she's been outside like this on the forever. Line. Do you enjoy her? Because you watch the view. I don't even watch it. Um I, I like it when she's gone. Yeah, I guess I don't I I don't know. I I have to say that I always, always, always now and before it used to be, you know, like fifty fifty, but I always watch Jason first. Absolutely, because they're at the same time. I always watch they're on at the same time and very often I don't like what they're talking about. And, but Whoopi, yes, she does seem like she is just kind of like torn about this strike and being working on a show, even though they've never been a WGA show, but she complains about it. She misses her cue cards being fully written out. Yes. Well, here we are doing a show again, and I think they must have told her to stop saying that because she's complaining, and there are people who are striking and aren't getting paid. It's just not a good look. Right, right. So Farrah was, she was visibly shocked. She reared back, and she's just like, why would you say that when my mother-in-law's in in the audience? No, I'm not, but, hmm. Yeah, that would rub. And I'm not pregnant. If you wanted to guess, if I'm glowing today, <laughs> <laughs> I there was no chance I was going to suspect that you were <laughs> pregnant today, Julia. <laughs> Just the, the natural aura I have under the spotlight. Um, all right, Caitlyn Jenner says uh, Kim Kardashian's calculated fame from the very beginning. Okay, so there's some new show like a a documentary about the Kardashians. House of of Kardashians. Called House of Kardashian. And Caitlin is speaking. Joe Francis is speaking. And they both confirm that, you know, Kimberly, that's what Caitlin always refers to Kim as, wanted to be famous more than anything in the whole wide world. And the sex tape was the means to the end. And She's co-signed on it. And you know what's kind of interesting is I can't think of the guy's name who was on with Jason on his Fox show this morning. And by the way, but but I digress. The Countess was on with him yesterday on our talk, my talk, with Jason, Alexa, and Holly. And someone said they thought it was a man. Did you hear that? Did anyone hear that? Mm -hmm. The Countess? (laughs) Yeah. 
She's got a very deep voice. <laughs> she, uh, what I take it to mean is that tickets aren't selling so well the second time around at Mystic. Right. Right. That's a good point. That's a good well, Hollywood no, when she calls us, Julia, they're really not They're selling. desperate. <laughs> <laughs> we know where we'll we stand. I'd love to talk to her. I went to her show. I know you did. I quite enjoyed it. I know you did. But back to Caitlyn Jenner and Joe Francis being a part of this thing to talk yeah. about their Kardashians. The one that I would say calculated fame from the beginning, I'd say it was Kris Jenner, my ex-wife. Well, I would say... Caitlyn Jenner going all the way back to Bruce Jenner. Yeah. He's the original famous one. Uh, she He started that way. And, I mean. His ex-wife, Chris Jenner, made him as Bruce Jenner so famous again and got him all these endorsements. And then. Well, she took over Bruce's career. Yes. But according to um, Caitlyn, Chris knew and also what's her name um who is the mother of linda thompson yeah who was married was was the second wife of bruce jenner confirmed it that that that, uh caitlin has maintained i i told chris that i was born in the wrong body and i wanted to be a woman and she was just like we'll just figure that out we're just in love and look at our kids and i'm gonna get your career going like she just kind of it didn't didn't phase her at all. Well, I think you'd be like think I think she would think it was a phase. Because uh, they, I think Chris Jenner might be the most calculated. Well, that's why things. I said that you yeah. missed that. Okay, I did miss that. Well, it took me a while to work uh, the way around. Okay, I'm yeah. so fast and and fa- light on my feet right now, Laurie. They're just yeah. going by. You. <laughs> right. But uh, the one thing, Caitlin. Uh, one one because I'm not going to watch this documentary. No. But Kate, I guess Chloe has no relationship with Caitlyn at all. Yeah. And Caitlyn expressed real Sad. sadness about it because Chloe was five. Yeah. Well, there must together. be a reason, Laurie. Uh, yeah. Who knows what it is? I don't. Caitlyn didn't tell us in this. No, we forgot. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. When you we come back, we'll be here. Lori and Julie on my talk.